0: input output Hi, this is input output and I'm your host, Mark Yarm. Today on the Input Output podcast, we've got stories about a depressing internet community and a harrowing video game. Quibi, the short-form content platform with a silly name, has been widely mocked. The tweet says, Losing my fucking mind at this Quibi show where actual Emmy winner Rachel Bros- Brosna- Brosnaham plays a woman obsessed with her golden arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's also proved to be a commercial failure. 92% of Quibi users canceled after their free three-month trial. So it's no surprise that the subreddit dedicated to the platform is a virtual ghost town. Inputmag.com editor Ryan Houlihan recently wrote about r slash Quibi, which he calls the saddest place on
1: the internet. Here he is reading an excerpt from his piece. If there's a fandom, or even the possibility of a fandom, entrepreneurial Redditors will secure moderating control of a topic as quickly as possible, in the hope that, as a community arises, they'll have prominent positions of power within them. In comparison to literally any other cultural artifact of its scale, r slash Quibi is comically empty. Welcome to the show, Ryan.
0: Hi. So why is r slash Quibi, as you put it, the saddest place on the internet?
1: Well, in comparison to other streaming services that have their own subreddits, r slash is completely empty. It only had 797 different community members uh, when I was writing my piece. And that means that with so few people on the subreddit, when they post episode discussions or news, nobody reacts. And yet the moderators are still hoping that when the Quibi product catches on, which I suppose they think will happen, they'll have powerful positions within the Quibi subreddit.
0: Quibby has obviously become something of a joke. Have you watched it yourself?
1: I tried watching a couple of shows on Quibi. I tried watching Murder House Flip just sheerly because the premise was so absurd. Are you trying to tell me that we'll find body parts? There's a distinct possibility, yeah. It's a show where they, in five-minute clips, refurbish a house that a murderer lived in and buried bodies around. And the mashing up of two things I like watching is usually something I enjoy and would encourage. But in this case, it's pretty grisly. (laughs) And... I can't say that Quibi's for me. Any show that I enjoy, I would enjoy watching a complete episode and Quibi by its very conception exists to show you small clips of things and only on your phone. And also it it has this technology where you can turn your phone horizontal or vertical and still watch the show. It just reframes the image, but it makes it hard to know how it was intended to be viewed. So you always feel like you're kind of missing something. So why in your mind has Quibi been such an epic failure? There are just so many other options. And I think we're living in a time with such a glut of streaming and so many different areas of that market have been filled. Like if you want weekly released shows that are family friendly, you have Hulu and Disney Plus. And if you want prestige shows that clearly were in development for a long time and were written with the intention of functioning like a novel, you have HBO. If you want amazing documentaries and you want a Immersive content that is escapist, Netflix exists. But Quibi exists in a place where it's competing with YouTube and TikTok, both of which have existed for so long that they filled every niche. There's no possibility that a service that is shooting this content in the Hollywood studio model can compete with a community that can upload whenever they want, that can upload whatever their audience response that they want to see within days. It doesn't fill any hole that has an Already been filled. And I, in particular, like streaming shows that I can either sit back and watch hours of, or it's a short little clip, which Quibi promises to have. But if it's a short little clip, I only want it for my super niche interests. And Quibi, of course, is going for a mainstream audience. So who wants to watch a Bravo show or a TLC show in such a small slice? It, it just doesn't make sense. And you can't watch it on your television, or at least you couldn't until recently.
0: What are some of the highlights, or in this case, lowlights of the Quibi subreddit?
1: So the top voted post on the Quibi subreddit was the announcement of Reno 911, which is a cult comedy show if you've never seen it. It aired on Comedy Central originally. It's extremely funny, and it is a show that has Emmy-winning actors and comedians, and it's super outrageous, and it's actually about the police, so it's kind of a prescient topic right now. It's a great idea for a reboot.
2: Support the police! Oh! Support the police!
1: It's just that nobody really wants it from Quibi. So there's only 45 upvotes on that post, but there are hundreds of thousands of views on the YouTube video. And so you dive into the post and it's everybody who, you know, would respond. I think there was four or five comments saying, I can't wait for this, but it's just super depressing that nobody responds to them. And then there are the lowlights, which are episode discussions or complaints where users' As Such as they are either go in there to complain or to opine on why they wish their shows were longer or why they wish they could have watched the episode on television. And then astroturfed accounts who only exist to hype up Quibi are in there pretending that they love Quibi and that they can't get enough of Quibi and so there's this dichotomy in some of the more empty posts between someone trashing the product and begging the product team to fix its glaring flaws and wondering what the creators could have been thinking and then beneath that will be a comment with someone saying I love Quibi I think it's amazing there's never been a better product I can't wait to stream more Quibi and it's a statement on our times I think
0: You can follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Houlihan. Now on to today's second story. Video game publisher Wales Interactive recently dropped a trailer for its full motion video title Gamer Girl, in which a female live streamer appears to get attacked in real life. Critics accused the game makers of monetizing women's trauma, and the trailer was quickly pulled. Inputmag.com news editor Cheyenne McDonald wrote about the controversy. Here she is reading an excerpt from her piece.
2: In the minute and a half Gamer Girl trailer, we get a glimpse into the online life of bubbly streamer Abby. Hey everybody! And what can only be interpreted as the dark turn it takes when she's targeted and stalked by one of her followers before she's presumably murdered. It's up to you to keep her community in check and prevent anything bad from happening to her during the improvised live-action gameplay, which the press release compares to The Blair Witch Project. How original and enthralling.
0: Welcome back to the show, Cheyenne.
2: Glad to be back.
0: So this Gamer Girl trailer was posted by PlayStation itself. What was the general reaction to it?
2: The reaction was immediate and pretty harsh. People were just... Basically like, what the fuck is this? The second everyone realized that it was actually a real game that was gonna be coming to at least PlayStation since they retweeted it, everyone was just like, this is so bad and dangerous really because online abuse is very real and happening right now. Mostly they will call you a bitch or a whore or a slut. Shut up, bitch. Rape threats, death threats, harassment. After I kill you, I'm going to be a necro oh, and goodness. rape your body.
0: Guess what, bitch? I know where you live. You're a fat
2: whore. Yeah,
0: um, abuse and harassment of women gamers is, is a very real problem. But how do you think that this game in particular would prove dangerous.
2: I think it's worth saying that the company has, or so they're saying, you know, they had good intentions with this. They want to raise awareness and start a discussion about online abuse. But when you have people literally feeling like they are able to control the life of this gamer girl, which is something that to some degree kind of happens in real life, people get obsessive. Now you are her puppet master. You're controlling this gamer girl, you are controlling whether she is harassed, how that is dealt with, and following her as she goes through some really, potentially really scary things. And it's just a dangerous mindset to be continuing because like I said, this is happening in real time now. I mean, people do stalk women online and it's not something that we need to be taking lightly right now.
0: So the game maker pulled the trailer and defended the game. You mentioned that a little earlier, but it sounds like you don't quite buy it.
2: The issue is just that even if they did set out to be kind of playful about this, the statement was bullshit, you know, just to say you're bringing awareness to an issue that everybody is aware of. Somebody in that boardroom should have been like, we cannot go forward with this. And apparently that did not happen. So
0: it was probably all dudes in that boardroom.
2: They really insisted, we have a woman in this, and it's the lead who plays the gamer girl. But even that, it's like, okay, so you spoke to a woman, and maybe a few women, and somehow none of you were able to come to the realization that this is not a good move.
0: So assuming this game does come out, when is it expected to arrive?
2: I'm not sure. And they've pretty much scrubbed anything about it in terms of release and trailer from the internet so who knows
0: you can follow Cheyenne on twitter at underscore Shy Mac and I am at Mark Yarm for more news from the world of technology and culture visit inputmag.com you can click on the links in the show notes for the stories we discussed today new episodes of Input Output are released three times a week if you enjoyed what you heard please give us a rating or review on iTunes You can find Input Output on your smart speaker or whichever podcast app you use. Thanks for listening.